0: On course.
1: I don't care what I have to walk through. This is what this is the word of God for me. This is what I'm gonna do. And what you do is you set your face. One scripture said, like a flint to go to Jerusalem. Where was he going? Say it again. Where was he gone? He set his face to go to Jerusalem. That's important. Don't forget that. Next verse, it says this. And he sent messengers before his face, and they went and entered into a village of the Samaritans to do what? Now, let's see, are you paying attention? Where are they now? Where did messengers go? They went to, it's up there. They went where? So they went to a village of the Samaritans and they went to Samaria. But where was he going? Verse 53. And they did not receive him because his face was as though he would go to Jerusalem. Why was his face as if he was going to Jerusalem? Because that's where he was going. Now let me tell you, I want to show you this and I'm going to explain some things to you. Verse 54. The Bible says, and when his disciples James and John saw this, what did they see? That Samaria did not receive him. The Bible says, they said, Lord, will thou command fire to come down from heaven and consume them even as Elias did? And here's what Jesus said in verse 55. He says, the Bible says he turned to them, rebuked them and said, you don't even know what man of spirit you are. Of. Give me a new living translation. That's what the Lord said to them. New living translation. Jesus turned and rebuked them. Give me a different something. Give me another translation. I want you. But Jesus turned to them and said what? Give me a different translation. Maybe amplified. It says a little bit more. But he turned and rebuked them severely and censored them. He said, you do not know what sort of spirit you are. Literally, he told me, he says, Man, listen, you don't even understand. Now, let me show you. Historically, that is accurate. Biblically, it's accurate. What's the prophetic um, um, uh, explanation of this? What is God saying to us? You don't have disciples, so how does this pertain to you? I want want to to give you a picture of this that's going to help you. When he made up his mind and said, I'm going to Jerusalem. He spoke words to his disciples. He said to them, he says, we, it's time for me to be, a, to be uh, uh, offered up. I'm going to Jerusalem, but he had to go through Samaria. Everyone says through Samaria. Yes. Let me tell you what's, who the Samaritans are. And I'm going to tell you this right now. All of us got to go through Samaria. Yes. Jerusalem means city of peace. So the Samaritans are interesting people historically, when the Jews sinned against God and kept on sinning against God, he sent King Nebuchadnezzar to remove them from their land. So they went, into, they went into captivity. But he sent replacement people into their land to keep the land from being overrun. These people were Gentiles. They weren't even Jews. So when the people got there and they realized that the Jews had a certain way of worshiping God, these people started to mimic the Jews' way of, of worshiping God and they start actually trying to put off that they were the actual Jews, By the time the Jews came back 70 years later, these people had a whole nother system of of worshiping God like the Jews going on. And the Jews kept them, you are not us. This is our land and this is our land, they can't give it to us. And a war started between them, this cold war started that lasted up until the time that Jesus came. What does that mean? It means that on your way to the place that God has called you to, to to change who you are and exalt you, you're going to meet people that see you as a has been. That see you as a captive. That see you as a person that has no purpose back here. What you doing here? We don't want. They see you as an outcast, and you have to know how to handle that. So the disciples ask, "Lord, they don't want to receive us." So we call out fire from heaven, and the Lord says, "No." That's what He said. When you're going through Samaria to get to Jerusalem, don't forget who you are. Don't forget what kind of spirit you're of. Because if you forget, you're going to start calling out fire from heaven trying to hurt folk. Now God's going to have to stop your forward progress to deal with a mess you made. You have got to learn in this season to ignore people. No, 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 no. You see, Pastor, it's hard. No, it's not hard. See, the messy you has to die. The arrogant you has to die. The you that, oh, everybody an explanation. The you that want to show your friends. No, you, you can't be showing nobody nothing. Do you understand that God is trying to get you to die to yourself? No, no, hold up. You're going to hear the Lord today. The whole purpose of God driving your bus through Samaria is that he's trying to get you to die to you. What Jesus is about to do in Samaria in Jerusalem is going to save everybody in Samaria. What he's about to go through is going to bless them. But he, but you can't kill them and turn around and try to bless them. Is this too deep? I feel out of control for a minute. Let me show you this. It's, it's important for you to understand that God planned it this way. Tap somebody and tell them God planned it this way. He planned it. God explained you, you "Here the Bible say He set His face to go to Jerusalem Once you set your face What God is going to do He's going to test the set He's going to test it Because and You say pastor I don't understand it Let me tell you why Your transition The cross that you're about to bear That's going to change you And bless everyone It takes a determination That is supernatural So though a journey of a thousand miles begins in the place you stand and then you have to take steps, your steps will always be ordered through something that will squeeze you, and watch this now, and pick on the weakness in you. And here's why. You can't be who you're going to be and still need a man to affirm you. You can't be who, you, who you're going to be and think it's cool to have 10 women on your, on your arm. Watch this. You can't be who you're supposed to be and think money is your answer to everything. God will lead you through places where you have no access to funds. I know, I'm going to tell you a story that's going to bless you. When I, everybody said a long time ago. I came down here from... Uh, uh, I was doing a record, doing all these great things and came out of the military and the deal fell through. Next thing you know, we were living in a hotel. We were living in a hotel. And, and I'll I never forget this. I remember looking for a job, couldn't find a job, couldn't mop floors, couldn't do nothing. Just it was a tough time. And I remember we got down to no food I'm going to tell you this. This is where the rubber, I've been praying, I've been fasting for my family, saying, God, what are we going to do? I I did what you told me to do. I I volunteered at the church. We have no money. Unemployment ended, and here's what the Lord said. The Lord says, go to the church and ask them for food. Man, are you kidding me? I was homeless, and I didn't beg for food. That was beneath me. But what are you going to do? Your babies have to eat. And I'll never forget it. The pastor sends me a message because God spoke to him. pastor sent me a message. Here's what he said. He said, I know that you are a man that take great pride in providing for your family. Here's what he said. So I'm going to have everyone to leave the church so you could come in and get what you need. That made it worse. It made it worse. And God said, I have to move these people out to protect your pride. I never forgot. I went to the church, and while I was in the pantry going through getting the stuff, I remember thinking to myself, D- I'm not kidding you. It was, it, I kept saying, God, I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. But it was, it was in that pantry, pulling down just basic necessities. My heart broke, and I lifted my hand to God, and I said, I'm tired. And I said, "I'm not doing this right." My prayer changed. Before then, it was like, "God, I'm standing in faith." No, it it changed to God. You know what? I don't know what I'm doing. How did you give me these people to depend on me? I don't. What are we going? What is going to happen to us? It was the last time that I had a need that I couldn't meet. That moment in that food pantry, something happened in my heart. It was it wasn't about the pantry. You know what it was about? It's about God getting me to a place where God had me to confront my pride. The Bible says it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom. He's not talking about a place, he's talking about a, a, a situation where, where he yields all to God. And said, "Do what you want to with it. I belong to you." Here's the thing. So what God does, He gets us. Really, they used to say back then that the camel, the iron needle was a, 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 a small gate in the, the big gate of the city. In order for a camel to get down, he had to get on his knees. people, I heard that. I don't know if it's true. But the picture that they gave was, you had to take everything off the camel, put the camel on all fours, and he had to crawl through on his knees. It's a picture of humility. What is it? That God is appealing to you to get off of you and to humble yourself before him so he could get you through this situation and into a better life for you. The Bible says here, the Bible says when they, when they asked Jesus, should we call down fire from heaven? He said, man, you don't even know what spirit you're of. And until you know what spirit you're of, what we're about to go through is going to be hard on you. Because in order for the will of God to be done in your life, you have to succumb or submit yourself to things that you never choose for yourself. I, I'm talking to somebody. Let me show you this. Look at verse 56. He says this. He says, read this out loud. For the Son of Man is not come. Uh-huh. And then he did what? He as simple as that, man. They, they want to receive me, so let's go to another village. Watch this. On the way to Jerusalem. Because you have to understand something. Not, it, it wasn't really that he went to another village, he went through another village. Yeah. In other words, and here's what is: God will move you from circle to circle to circle until you get to Jerusalem. What's, Jerusalem, what's, what's going to happen to Jerusalem? That's where you're going to transition.
0: Stay tuned for more of today's teaching with Pastor Hart Ramsey. Pick up the new release from Stellar Award nominees Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story featuring the lead single It Is So It Is So It Is So It Is So Come on all over the place it up so, It Is So Pick up the chart-topping release from Hart Ramsey and the NCC Family Choir titled True Story in stores now and available at all digital outlets have you subscribed to Heart Ramsey's Uplift? It's his national text message service where daily you get to hear from the heart of God through the man of God heart ramsey to subscribe simply text the word uplift to the number four six seven eight six once again text the word uplift to the number four six seven eight six and daily you'll receive a text message designed to uplift your spirit encourage your heart and empower your walk subscribe today to heart ramsey's uplift amen now let's get back to today's teaching with pastor heart ramsey
1: I want to show you a, a couple more scriptures. Is this helping you any? Yeah. All right, now, so this is important. You say, Pastor, what, what's, what's our messengers that start to tell you this? Your messengers are your words. When you're standing in the place that you're standing, in the Galilee or whatever region you're in, and you, you speak, I am going to do blank. I'm going to do what God, when you say that, your words have to go through different situations. And you have to understand that when you get, when I get to Samaria, watch this now, I have to keep talking about Jerusalem, although I'm in Samaria. You can't start, you can't stop. How many of you believe in God for, for, for better, to, you want better in your life? Watch this, you can't stop talking about better because things are worse. The moment you start describing and defining what you see, and what's around you, and you, when your language changes from better, and from God and from forward to where you are and how horrible it is and how much you don't like these people. Here's what you just did. You, you just call your messengers back. You send your messengers forward. You send your words out. You speak what God says about you. What's this now? And every time you go to a hard place, you lift up your eyes and you look forward to where you're going. It's from the place you're in. Okay? Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. Second Corinthians chapter 4 verse 17. I think I'm getting more excited in 2 Corinthians. Second Corinthians chapter 4. You will read this with me. Out of your own mouth. Amen. Give me a New Living Translation. How does it say? Everybody read it right slow. Like they said, the old folks, you said, read it right slow. Ready? Read. For our present troubles are... S- stop. Read again. Stop. Now, subject verb agreement... We're gonna change the person. What it means is this you're gonna read it like this for my present trouble is small. Ready? Read. For my present trouble is small. Stop. Think about what you just said. Read again. Personal. For my present trouble is, small. is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Is it? Yes. Say it again. So for my, my present trouble is your business is struggling. Although your relationship is struggling. Although you don't know how you're going to get gas to get to work tomorrow. Although you got the diagnosis. Although they walked away. It's what? For our present troubles are small. And Read the last part of it. What does it say? It won't last very long. No, 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 no. Now I'm telling you how some people are. Some people want to argue with scripture. They don't just read it. They argue with it. No one performed against you should prosper. But what they just did just prosper. You're talking about that. No. You say what he said. The fact that you're reading that and it doesn't change means it didn't prosper. It it may hurt. It may be overwhelming. But it didn't prosper. Read again. Make it personal. The whole sentence. For my present trouble is small and won't... And the second part says this it says, Yet they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them and will last forever. The personal reading of that is, Yet it produces for me a glory that vastly outweighs it and will last forever. You got that? You will make it personal. Out of your mouth, your deliverance will come. Ready? Read it. Yet it produces for me a glory. No, 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 no. You see, you don't get the. I'm, I'm gonna make you read it again and again. Read again. Yes. <laughs> you sitting there reading this. Some people are sitting there reading it going, "But I still ain't got no way to go to work tomorrow. you gonna get this. I'm buying a spirit of stupid in Jesus' name. I'll buy a spirit of thickness and blindness and deafness in Jesus. No, no, you won't get this. Satan will not rob you of this word today. I'm going to tell you why. Because this is your answer and there's no other answer. This is your way out. This is it. Somebody shout, this is it. This is your way out. Listen, I'm telling you this right now. You know, let me tell you how I got here today. I was supposed to preach in Atlanta last night when I got back from Miami. And when I got back, I mean... I went in the Miami sun, everything felt, I came back, I just got, I said, you know what, I need to go home. So, so the, the, um, the team that puts together my schedule, I said, Pastor, you know, we have you scheduled to be in Montgomery. You're going to spend the night in Montgomery, preach at Safe Harbor, and you're going to fly to Dothan. It didn't sit right. I said, nah, I said, let me, let me amend that for you. I said, we're going to do that another time. I'm going back to Dothan, and then I will fly to Safe Harbor and then fly back. But this morning when I got up, the first time for this season, it was so foggy. The helicopters, they said, we can't get through this fog. And I stood and thought to myself, the Lord planned this. Why would God plan this? Because somebody here needs to know. Watch this now. This was for you. It wasn't for them today. This is for you. This is your way out. The enemy, has, listen, what the enemy has been doing to you is he's beat you down to the point where you stop talking. When you stop saying the way it's going to be You're going along with the flow And you feel sorry for yourself And that does not help you So go ahead and cry right now it a Pastor, be hard Yes, I'm being hard But you're coming out of this You're coming out of this I'm buying a spirit of suicide And hopelessness You're coming out of this You're not going to give up You say, what am I going to do? It's not What you're going to do is not your concern Right now, what you're going to do You're going to stand because a journey of a thousand miles begin with you standing in your place and saying, "I'm not going down like this." It ain't going down like this. So I'm gonna walk you through some things. Look at this. Look at for my present troubles are small. My present troubles won't last very long. Yet they're producing for me a glory. What is glory, Pastor? It's a weightiness. It's what causes your name to change. There's a weightiness that God is putting on you. It's making you sober. It's making you grave. It's 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 giving you a disposition about life that delivers you from foolishness and bad decisions. You even now at this point in your life are able to look back at even recent decisions and go, that was a dumb move. And there's some things that you did that you say, I shouldn't have done. But God says, now, well, now that just, that's, it's, that's initiated, you got, to, you got to live with it. And you say to the Lord, yes, Lord. Because here's what you understand. There is a grace that comes on my life. The hand of God comes on my life to give me the ability to walk through things that I dread going through. But, there, but there's, a, there's a path that God chose for me. You got it? Look at this. In verse 18, he says this. So we don't look at. The troubles we can see now. We don't look at the troubles we can see now. Stop looking at your trouble. Stop studying your trouble. Get your eyes up off the ground. Listen, <laughs> when I was in the military, I first got in the military, I was like, oh my God. They used to say, don't, don't look at the ground. There's no discharge down there. There's <laughs> you no know, discharge on the ground. You're gonna, you have to go through this. You sign for four years, you're going to do four years. Right? Now, I'm going to tell you this. So, he says, don't look at the troubles we can see now. Rather, fix your gaze on things that... Now, I'm tell you. See, you call I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm saved. Well, let me tell you something. One of, the, one of the things that we do. As a believer in Jesus Christ, as a Christ follower, we have the ability to switch eyes. Literally turn off my physical eye and see nothing but what God is saying. And this I uh, taught something down there that was amazing. When God got ready, matter of fact, flip the Zechariah, I'm coming back to this, but flip to Zechariah chapter three real quickly. Zechariah chapter three. It's an amazing thing. I saw I see this phenomenon in every place I look. It, it, the Bible says then, then the angel showed me Joshua, uh, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord The accuser Satan uh, was there At the, uh, the angel's right hand making Accusations against Joshua Verse two. And the Lord said to Satan I, I the Lord reject your accusations Yes the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem Rebukes you Wait, what, Why are you talking about Jerusalem Because the high priest stood there representing Jerusalem This man it's like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Yes, he messed up, but he's mine. Look at verse 3. Joshua's clothes was filthy as he stood there before the Lord, the angel. So it was, this is the part that got me. His accusations, Satan's accusation, were right. He was messed up. But God rejected the accusation anyway. You know why? Because God says, my family has nothing to do with you, devil. They're mine. And immediately after God rejects the accusation, that's what the Bible says. The Bible lets us know that he was messed up, but in verse 4 it says, so the angel said to the other standing there, take off his filthy clothes, watch this, and turning to Joshua, he said, shout the next word. See. No, shout it out. See. He said, see. And then he, watch this. Then he had him to see something. That you can't see with your physical eyes. He says see I've taken away your sins. And now I'm giving you these fine clothes. The, Joshua didn't know what he had done. He took off his dirty clothes. Left them standing in his, in his underwear. And said see I've taken away your sins. He had to see it. In Joshua chapter, f- chapter 5. This, uh, the story is interesting. Joshua is, is, is playing before they take Jericho. Everything has changed for 40 years. Follow me closely. For 40 years in the wilderness, manna has fallen from heaven. For 40 years, there's there's a pillar of of cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. All of a sudden, they get to the valley of Jericho. It stops. Manna is not falling anymore. God is not visible anymore. And Joshua's praying, saying, what am I going to do? And, and here's what he looks in the distance, and there's a, a man standing there. And Joshua said, hey, are you false or against us? The man said, neither. He said, as the captain of the Lord's horse, I've come to take this situation over. And Joshua, watch this now, Joshua fell on his face before the man. I, I, I talked to you about this last week, but I want to develop it and get I want it in your bones. This is what you're fighting with. The Bible says when he fell down, the angel said, get up. And Joshua stood up, and here's what he said to him, take off your shoes. For the ground you're standing on, is holy. Joshua didn't know, there were no signs around. Let me show you this. All the leather on the bottom of your shoe is, is dead flesh. That stops you from sensing where you're standing. A journey of a thousand miles begin where you stand, but you can't feel where you are, it feels like something else because you got on something. He said, so the Lord says, watch this. You think you're in a dangerous place where where you'll fail. He said, So I need you to take off your shoes now because I need to increase your sensitivity. Yeah. And when Joshua took off his shoes, he, was sta- he felt the ground that he was on for the first time. He felt the stones and, the, and, and or whatever debris was under his foot. And he's standing and as the angel is talking, he's sensing. Yeah. You know what the angel said to him? That's what he said. Matter of fact, before he, the angel talked to him, here's what the Holy Spirit documents. Now Jericho was straightly shut up. No man could go in or come out. Jericho was protected and defensed and ready for this attack. But here's what the angel said to him. He said, see, I've given you Jericho. The angel said to him, see, I've given you Jericho. Put put Joshua chapter 6 verse 1 up there. I didn't want to do this, y'all. But I got to do this. This Everybody said, this is for us. Give me me King James real fast. Go to verse 2. Go back to verse 1. Okay, watch this. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in verse 2. Watch this. And the Lord said to Joshua. Look what the Lord says. What's the first word? See. He says, see, I've given it. The, I, no, you see what I see? I see a city that's prepared for me. They heard I was coming and they're ready to defend themselves. There's soldiers on the wall and there's no way I could get in. Right. What I see is that you put me in an impossible situation. What I see is there's there's no way I could win this. And God said, no. As what he said see I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor see watch this and J- Joshua's like well God said do you see it it don't and he goes yep got it he says now here's the plan and look at verse 3 you shall come past the city all you he did not start giving them the plan till, Jer- till Joshua said I see it I what No, shut it out! I, I what? You got. We look not at the things of the scene. We look at things that we. It can look. I don't care what it looks like. That's that's about to change. That can't stay the same. It's my this 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 affliction I'm going through. This trouble is small and it won't last long. Why? I'm not going to be looking at it. I'm not going to factor that in. I saw that. I saw that in in this story I saw that in Zechariah's story and there's another situation that I, I, I mentioned now that I got to give you a short version of so in Luke 17 there's a story of Jesus comes into the city and here's what the Bible says it says ten lepers met him in the Greek the word met means that they actually saw him coming and they, they, they scheduled their arrival to, to, to intersect him but they stood afar off because they knew they weren't clean they had a discourse with Jesus and here's his response he said Go show yourself to the priest. Now, in the Bible, sometimes, because of the way it's written, there's no time factors involved. So when you read it, you think it went like this. Ten lepers come up to him. He says to them, uh, they say, can you heal us? He said, well, go show yourself to the priest. And they turn and walk off and say, okay. And as they go, you think it all happened. No, you have to understand there's, there's some dynamic here. Here's the dynamic. Every leper in that group knows you don't show yourself to the priest till you're healed. It's written in Leviticus 14. They know it. Verses 2 and 3. So when Jesus says to them, this is how it went. Go show yourself to the priest. They went. There's a stare off. He's looking at them. They're looking at him. They're looking at each other. They're looking at him. He's looking at them. For all we know, this went on for 30 minutes. They had a huddle. What do you think that means? But we're not healed. We can't show ourselves to the priest if we're not healed. Suppose he's doing something we don't know about. They look at him. He standing there, he's waiting on them. They, they say, what do you think we should do? I don't know, man. I don't, I mean, I've been hurt so much. I don't know, man. They're looking at him. He looking at them. One guy probably goes, he looked honest, though. And we heard good things about him. What do we have to lose? They probably came back, they looked at him. He looked at them. And one turns to walk and the others follow. Watch this. That's the. What do you think caused them to go show themselves to the priest? Knowing, Leviticus 14, 2 and 3 says, you don't show yourself to the priest till you're healed. Somewhere in that discussion, they began to see themselves come on here.
0: We hope you've enjoyed today's teaching courtesy of On Course with Hart Ramsey. We invite you to join the NCC family for our weekly services in Dothan and Montgomery, Alabama and Atlanta, Georgia. For service times and locations, visit our website, nccfamily.org. Again, nccfamily.org. We invite you to follow Pastor Hart Ramsey on social media, on Twitter, at Heart Ramsey on Facebook at Heart Ramsey Media and on Instagram at Pastor Heart Ramsey. Be sure to join us next time as we continue to dive into God's word as we get on course with Heart Ramsey.